Hello, 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 hello. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast. So, what the hell happened? Oh my goodness. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that it is, um, I am not going to, when I'm explaining to you what's happening here, um, cause you all are so sensitive and, and, and thank you for that. Um, when it comes to Daisy, I, I, am not going to make you cry today. You, you may still, um, but I, I'm actually being very, very careful to not be disruptive to your day and tell you some of the things that might make you, um, uh, start to cry, frankly. I mean, some of you are in in a professional work setting, and I I don't want to do that to you. And so, I'm going to tell you that this story of what happened to Daisy, with that in mind, uh, and because I don't want to fall apart. But you know, uh, I this has been uh, my go-to since I've been able to speak, ta- telling stories. So this uh, this is a very real one. Um. And, uh, you know, honestly, the night that this all happened, less than 48 hours ago, I was thinking at the emergency veterinary center after Daisy had died. And it, it occurred to me that I was going to have to tell all of you this. And I said, they are, I mean, I was crushed, obviously. Uh, but I, I thought they are going to be crushed. Because, you know, since I started podcasting, we're talking uh, nearly 1,030 editions of the free podcast plus 1,030 editions of the Patreon podcast. That, I mean, that's a lot. And you've seen her. And, uh, you know, I honestly don't feel like anyone took the dog for granted. I think that everybody always was like, uh, I love the dog. I love the dogs. And, and, and I've always been like that. So I, you know, how sometimes when, uh, there's a loved one who passes or a pet, you're like, Oh, I should have done this. I should have, I should have taken that trip or I should have taken him for the walk. Um, Daisy had a great life. She really did. And let me, I'll tell you this. Daisy, um, did not suffer at all. All I, you know, sometimes you hear about a person who has a, a pet that is a long illness and it's, they fade for a long time. Daisy never had that. This was, this is remarkably, um, fast of a, and an absurd process. So I'm going to kind of walk you through that because I'm sure people have questions. What the hell happened? It was one week ago that I was talking to you about, Hey, I took her to the vet and oh my gosh, she's got another uh urinary tract infection um uh, megan says daisy in that fucking kong i'll never forget it oh that was when she um she pooped it out right right was that it or they had to go in and get it or something like that can you remind me because i sometimes forget the stories that i've told you i think she passed the kong right I don't even remember. Fill me in and I'll go back to that. If you can help me jog my memory. Because all of these things I, I share with you, a lot of times they, they blur together. Anybody who talks to me through text says, oh my God, when you said this today, and I'm like, I, 
I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, before I progress, though, through this uh, scenario, and this is going to be a 100% normal show. Um, this will be part of the show. <clears throat> um, I, yeah, yesterday was, I was like, no, nah, it wouldn't be appropriate to be. So I'm just going to lay low yesterday. So thank you for your patience. I appreciate that. I know uh, that I don't even have to say that. And um, I will say that uh, the people who responded to my Facebook post about Daisy, I posted two of them with some photographs and uh, you, you ever all the um, you paying attention to all that and the kind things you say. I, it really does help. It really, really does help. Because um, especially yesterday, all there was to do was feel bad. That was my job. Feel bad for the day. Um, it was remarkable because um, I had to go into Wood Radio. I, I mean, there, I'm the backup. There's not a backup to the backup. So I figured I'm out of there at 9 o'clock. Um, you know, and I, I love being there with the exception of seeing Justin. But uh, then making my way out of there, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm going to come home and just kind of laid low. It's all a blur, man. Um, so let's back up. We go back to last week. She went to the doc and I, um, she was given a clean bill of health. And what I've learned, because I know people are going to be like, well, didn't she just go to the vet? How come they, well, what the problem was with Daisy is her heart. Um, it's undetectable by like a stethoscope. And, you know, you do a senior dog well check. They're looking at their eyes, looking at their ears, listening to their heart, listening to their lungs. It's everything's, everything's fine. Is the dog eating okay? Yeah. Uh, now, she's always been like, she's been like that snorry type of uh, thing where she's just standing there and you can hear her snoring for the past few months. And I don't know for sure if that had anything to do with this at all. Um, it may have, but... In fact, I don't even know why I said that because I'm not sure, but, um, she has been snoring all the damn time. Uh, when the day wore on, on, let's see, was it, I don't remember this. Yeah. I went to work. Okay. It was Tuesday. During the day, Daisy was her same rowdy self. I was making a uh, a smoothie on the Vitamix. She hates the Vitamix. When you turn on the Vitamix, she starts, a, she starts leaping at it. It's up on the counter. Same thing. I shot a video of it. I was like, oh, my God. And she's just, this is the last thing I recorded of her. Little did I know she had hours to live. Um, totally fine and then uh, o'neill comes running in the room while she's barking at the vitamix she chases o'neill out of the room bites him he's like Rarf. um and before i continue some of you have asked how the dog's doing yeah yeah they're, they're a little i think they're confused i mean you wouldn't tell but just by looking at them they're they're crashed out behind me i don't know maybe um but they're fine so then after dinner, after the dogs ate, probably around 6, 6.30, Daisy puked. What the hell? That's weird. But 
that's happened. Clean it up, no big deal. Uh, it's bedtime. I have to let the dogs out. And uh, good thing I did that because there was like, ah, I'm, I said it down. I go, I got to go. I always say good night to the dogs. I actually will go downstairs and say good night to the dogs. It's a damn good thing I did that because had I not done that, Daisy would have died on the overnight. At this point, it's about one hour till she dies. And um, I think it was, let's see, probably about 9 p.m. Hello to DW Spell first time chat. I appreciate you being here. There's nothing funny in this first half hour of the show. Um, So I take her out and... Um, she's been having an issue going to the bathroom. Seems like number two is a bit of a struggle for him. Like what the hell? So in my mind, I'm like, there's something wrong with her. She's been having a hard time going number two lately. And she just had that big bacon party with O'Neill. So maybe she got something or there's an obstruction of bowel issue here, you know? Um, so I was concerned about that. That's where my mind was going. Then as she's walking up the steps, she's panting. And she stops halfway up these six steps and has to, I'm like, huh, what the fuck's going on with Daisy? I bring her inside and then she vomits again. And she's like, and she's really breathing hard. I go, dad, I need you. I go, something wrong with this dog. And uh, then the dog lays down and it's just, she's exhausted. And I'm like, we got to go in emergency. We're I'm taking her to the emergency right now she said good idea holy shit man you have no idea i scoop her up uh, and then as i pick her up i noticed that she's laying there and she just pees where she's laying so i'm like oh boy but i still was not even for a remote second thinking there is anything real problematic going on and um i take her to the vet and then um, she quieted down quickly. And for a second, I was like, did you just stop breathing? And I'm taking her in my old truck, which like, it's real noisy in the cab. And I'm like, huh? and I'm like looking at her and I see she's breathing. So I'm like, oh no, it's just me. She's fine. 10 minutes later, I'm at the emergency clinic. Um, sometime during that time, I don't remember when Diana called and she was crying. She goes, I don't want my dog to go to the rainbow bridge. And she's getting upset. And I go, I don't think that's an issue. I'm at the front desk. I'm talking to the lady who you meet at the door. I explain what's up. Daisy's just standing there. The tech comes back. They go, all right, we're going to run some tests on her. I go, all right. Yep. Yep. So uh, then I'm sitting down with the, they bring Daisy to the back where like the vet is on call 24 hour vet, at this place, wonderful place. And by the way, um, there are no players in this, story that i'm like can you believe this happened this was all unbelievably awesome uh i can't say enough about blue pearl which is the facility where you take your pet when uh it's after hours so they've helped us in the past and son of a bitch um I can count on maybe three fingers being this shocked in a bad way. I think when Diane's brother died, 
Actually, yeah, it's one and one one a. Uh, that was in- incredibly shocking. And then um, uh, this. And I'm sitting there in this exam room saying, yeah, you know, um, and she's, this happened to her and she threw up and she's on this medicine for a urinary tract infection. All of a sudden the door bursts open. It's the vet. She goes, Daisy has, her heart has stopped and her heart is, and she's not breathing. Do you want me to resuscitate? She did this on the table. I've been there five minutes. Do you want me to resuscitate? I go, uh, and I'm shocked. And I go, you must answer. Yes. Yes. She turns around, storms out. Um, now I'm going to cut to the part of the story where what happened to Daisy? I learned that. Daisy had developed an aggressive... I'm getting the terms for this wrong. Anybody who knows anything about veterinary care. Uh, Daisy, over time, had developed a, a very aggressive cancer that surrounded her heart and was identified about one minute prior to her redlining. The tumor forms around the heart. It kind of like surrounds it. And the space called the pericardium. Usually there's a small bit of space between the heart and this thing called the pericardium. Hers was full of fluid, blood, which was causing stress to the heart, which was causing uh, it to malfunction, and that's what you have. There is no cure for it. There's no getting rid of the tumor. Um, they would go in and... Uh, crack open the dog's chest and drain the fluid to save its life. Oh, and it will come back. And the most you can get out of this is a few months of life. Quickly, this is described to me. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, there is no, this is not a thought. I mean, that would be ridiculous to keep the dog alive just to get a few months to, because I miss the dog. And she said, and, the, and it's going to be a quality of life. And the dog's going to be in misery. And I go, well, for God's sake, let's put her down. Um, the dog has been revived though. The dog's heart is performing at a way to keep it. Ugh, she's groggy and she's breathing and they have ox, uh, putting oxygen in her face so that that will slow this down for minutes. Okay. Um, I quickly call Jacqueline when I first got the message from the doc saying Daisy's heart is stopped. She stopped breathing. She's not that far. Her and Justin race over. I'm trying to, I go, can you buy me a minute or two to get them here to say goodbye? Uh, before that, I have to, I have to call Diana. This is before I've said, no, we're going to youth. This is before I made the decision. Yes, we're going to euthanize the dog. This is only the information I have is the dog's heart has stopped and her breathing is, is uh, she stopped breathing and has no heartbeat. I call Diana. Honey. And I just tell her. And it's, you know, there's only twice that I've heard this type of uh, terror and anguish. And it is, I'm telling you, man, it's a nightmare. It is just 
sheer, oh my God. And um, so that was a mess. And then uh, she's getting the regret of, I didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't do this. And I'm like, okay, yes, you're right. And yes, I'm going to take care of you, but I need to move. And I need to make some very difficult decisions right now. I'm going to call you back. Boom. That's that. (sighs) Madison gets a phone call. Jim and Aubrey get a phone call. Uh, You know, this is all within minutes. Daisy's hanging on. I go over there and I'm saying my goodbyes. I'll spare you the, this is, I don't want to, you know, again, this is a horrible story. I know, but I think it's important to tell because you care about the dog. And, uh, amazingly Jacqueline and Justin made it. And that was that said our goodbye. Um, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's ugly. It's just an ugly, ugly thing. Um, it's, it, it's really um one that um it's intense when it when this happens and then you know um I I then I start thinking I'm going in back my in my mind the steps of wow it is a fucking damn good thing we took those cues from her and didn't blow that shit off because she'd have been downstairs alone and God knows how that process would have been without the aid of pharmaceuticals to calm her and then euthanize the dog humanely. Uh, had we waited any amount of time longer, like I'm not kidding you three, four, five minutes, that would have been it. Cause I wasn't in that facility for more, for more than five, eight, nine minutes. And then the shit hit the fan. That's how fast this was. So, and I, so I count the blessing for that. I count the blessing for the staff there. I count the blessings for, um, she had a great life. Um, and to, to not dog never suffered. She was always, she was a fucking feisty, uh, 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 tough ass dog all the way to the end. I never, ever detected that dog was uncomfortable, but Wow. That was a sucker punch from the back of the room. Um, again, I, I'm um, stunned, and I said this to the employees at uh, at Blue Pearl, the vet techs, the uh, people that later worked at the front door, the the vet itself. Like, you got to be a real trooper to get into the life uh, or the uh, career field of uh, a caregiver. And I don't care if it's for a fucking plant or an animal or a human being or a first responder. I, I, the job description when you're like, uh, I, I, I wonder what the curriculum for a veterinarian uh, or a vet tech, it should say like at the first day, that 101 there's going to be some fucked up shit that you have to deal with on a regular basis and then like list it and then that will right away weed out a number of people because to put you know um to be able to wall that off and be professional as they were i i i just marvel at that 
Blue State Rob says something that I'm I'm glad he said it because it reminds me. Loss of a dog is different than losing a person. It hurts differently. It sure does. <clears throat> um, I don't want to say it's it's more intense, but at least for me, I mean, I've had this happen many many times. Um, it's an intense sadness, but it fades. You know. Um. And I don't know if that's the same for a human. You know, like when you lose like your mother or something like that, it, you, you, you know, for years down the road, it may, it may affect you and make, and, and rightfully so. But for me, I don't know. I, I, I know this sounds weird because Daisy's only been gone for 36 hours, but I'm feel a lot better today. And I, and maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that, um, the support network, and in uh, my family and the other dogs and and things like that. But that's just what I'm experiencing right now. Still grieving to be sure. And I don't like to look at pictures of her and things like that. And I have my moments, but um, really, really bizarre. I And I, I just can't believe she's gone. It was bad yesterday. No, yeah. I'll, I'll, well, when I took the dogs for a walk, that was, that was, that was a little rough. Because I was like, oh, shit, you know, you always been here. So that was weird. And uh, I know a lot of people were very, very sad about this. And, uh, you know, you guys are, uh, um, I've always loved the dogs. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to you too. I know you all said sorry to me. and But I'm sorry that you had to feel sadness too because you all cared very much about the dog. And, uh, and that's the way it should be. Um, I think that's about it, man. Yeah, I, it's probably good that I didn't take any time to talk about this yesterday because I was in a bad state of affairs, you know, going through those pictures and uh, publishing the updates, things like that. You know, the kids, um, everything seems to be normal in the, um, in the handling of this. It's just tough, man. Um, and frankly, when Daisy, as she's getting to seven, eight, nine years old, you know, little alarm bells start going off in your head about uh, the um, life expectancy, and and the you know once you get around that that age with the with especially with bulldogs, it's like oh boy, that's when it starts to get a little wonky. You you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but again, just thankful to God that um, she didn't really suffer at all. Um, and then we're got now we're adding an urn. Okay. Now we have an, a crazy collection of urns and I don't know because I mean, all, all dogs go to heaven. We know that, but, uh, their ashes stay on this shelf at, at my house, dogs and cats. Uh, first of all, before I get into that, some numerology, um, before Daisy, there was Lola. Dog looked similar to Daisy. Brown had that white mask. Um, Daisy passed in 2014. Um, let me see here. Okay. That's before I get this wrong, let me think here. Wait, because Daisy died on today's the 30th. Daisy died on 3... 28 
23. Two days short of her ninth birthday. Today. Um, the dog before her was Lola. After Lola passed, we eventually got Daisy. Lola died on 3-29-14. So back in the year 2014, this was the the chronology. On a sad day here at this house, March 29th, 2014, I put Lola to sleep. My good friend Jimmy uh, took me there to um, Blue Pearl and... uh, We put her to sleep. I actually held her when we put her to sleep. It was incredible. The next day, somewhere in Michigan, a dog gave birth to a litter of bulldogs, one of which was Daisy. We then, 10 weeks later, brought Daisy home. And the fact that she died almost the exact same day as Lola, March 29th, nine years later. She she died eight years, 364 days after Lola died. So Lola died 329.14, Daisy born 330.14. And she passed 328.23. It's not cosmic enough that makes you go, oh my God! But it's just weird. Um, So now on the mantle, you've got the mantle of Ash. We have Lola, Lola Lou. No, wait a minute. Lola Grace. Sorry. Lola Grace. Lucy Lou. You've not ever seen any of these dogs. You've got Fencer the cat. You've got Buddy Bobcat face. And now Daisy. Daisy Do. Lola Grace, Lucy Lou, Fencer, Buddy Bobcat face, Daisy Do. Uh, each of these has like a uh, a plate with a couple of words from them. And they're usually silly things we write about the dog. So far, I'm going with Daisy. Date of birth, date of death. death. Grumpy, soft chest. Uh, grumpy, soft chest boss lady. Uh, so it's usually something silly with words to best describe the pooch. Grumpy. Yes. Soft chest. Let's talk about the softest chest and boss lady. Because she was, she would beat the shit out of all these other dogs all day long. So somebody's getting bit every day. It's like, all right, whose turn is it to get bit? Megan says at some point a dog is going to smash into the shelf and all the ashes will fly all over the living room. So I'm like, Dana, what are we going to do with all these ashes? I mean... Uh, Daisy for sure. Uh, we should probably spread the, a- isn't that what you do? Like, uh, when Donnie died on the big Lebowski, you know, you just, uh, 
Hopefully you don't do it against the wind. Some of you get that reference. When Walter, he dumped Donnie's ashes on the thing and then he flew all back on the dude and is on his glasses. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Gotta watch that movie again. And Daisy loved up north. Oh my God, Fear Bunker North was her place to be. Um, but, so I'll, I'll see what, uh, I'll see what the pack says about that. We'll, we'll put it up to a family vote, you know? So we're dog down. Um, so the, the, the dynamic has changed to some degree. Um, Daisy and O'Neill would sleep on the main level in the main level of the house. Hence all of the shit and pee incidents inside of the main level on the house. There's poo poo. The other day, actually when Daisy puked the first time, you know, it's, it's a big wet pile of puke. And God bless the NFK. He's uh he's at the the garbage uh, uh pantry in, in that in the door we have a garbage can. And he, he's he's got a, a a dustpan in his hand. And he's where's the broom? I go. Um and I'm like, well that does that doesn't like him to clean up after himself. You daisy puked, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna clean it up. I'm like Yeah, uh I'll get it. It's it's no big deal. I, I probably won't use the uh, you know the tools necessary for you know sweeping dust and dog hair. Uh, probably not the uh, probably not the best idea to sweep wet puke with a with a with a broom onto a, a dustpan. So I took care of it, ladies and gentlemen. My brother Push Up Paul is here. He says, idiot, don't you also have Diana's mom and dad on the shelf also? Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, They're on the top shelf. It's actually just Diana's mother and a small bit of the cremains. The cremains, the the big bulk of the cremains of my mother-in-law and the cremains of my father-in-law are buried in the veteran cemetery in holly michigan because he was uh he was in the korean war so we have a little bit of the remains and shit i'm glad you bring that up paul because diana's brother dave all of the cremains are in an urn in the nfk's room this house is like we have a lot of cremains in this house But uh, I don't, I don't see ourselves scattering these at any one point. But you know what's uh, going to happen though? At some point, uh, when when we are old, and then we pass away, our loved ones, my kids, they're going to like, what the fuck are we going to do with all these ashes? What the fuck can we possibly do with? All these ashes. They're just going to throw them into like a dumpster or some shit. Paul asked me the question. Oh, I forgot. Where are you going to put me? Well, thank God you've got a daughter. I'm not putting you anywhere. Jesus. Um, 
So that's about it. It's about all I have for you. Uh, may she rest in peace. Phew. Someone said, may the treats uh, have a good trip to the Rainbow Bridge. May the treats be a plenty and the cats be slow. Tell you what, you know who's not sad to see Daisy go are the cats. They're like, oh, thank God. Because they're she's the only dog that cared about the cats the other dogs like yeah whatever hey how you you doing hi paw and uh not daisy though she's it's you know the classic tom and jerry chris says he saw jackie's tweet it was a really sweet tribute agreed madison had a very nice one too i didn't get a chance to look at i don't even know if diana put one i've been kind of out of the loop on that deal she probably did something very, very sweet. <sighs> Just felt so weird. You know, it's like when you deal with that, whether it be with a person or a pet, I think it's important to remember this. The uncomfortable out of sorts you're feeling is because, in my opinion, you're alive. The capacity of wrapping our mind around death is poor because we are to live. We are to talk and be with our friends and do our jobs and struggle, laugh. That's why it's so fucking hard and the loss, obviously. But we come out of it. Most of us come out of it, uh, God willing. And then you just go on and live. That's it. All right. Now, thank you to all of you for paying attention to what I do on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to kick you out, though. But if you want the rest of the show as I do it, and I know I'm starting late. Normally, I would start at 8 a.m., but starting late. More on that in a second. Um, If you want to see the show in its entirety, it's on Twitch. And if my brother Paul can figure out Twitch... You can figure out Twitch. Now that he's uh, technologically defunct, he isn't actually for, um, I mean, Paul's 62. You'd never know it by looking at him. But, um, hey, you know, Miss Maureen, if you're looking for your next, not Maureen, Miss Linda, if you're looking for your next sugar daddy, um, I know you're the same age as Diana. This handsome hunk, you could become my sister-in-law. He's single, ladies and gentlemen. He's even got a pension. Uh, Linda's in Lansing, Paul. So if you guys are interested in each other, I mean, Paul's a handsome hunk. Linda's a total fox. I mean... And I like the idea of Miss Linda being my sister-in-law. That's really all I want. East Lansing, Linda says. Paul writes, set me up, Hoss. Stevie says, push up Paul and Linda. Why not? Why the hell not? Right? Whew. 
Okay. If you want this show, the recorded version of the uh, audio podcast, just search Eric Zane show wherever you listen to podcasts and it's there. Subscribe to it. If whatever platform you're on allows you to rate and review, please do that too. And off you go. Send me an email, eric at ericzainshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. And I think that's it. Please patronize the sponsors, buy a t-shirt, check out my Patreon where I give you more podcasting, patreon.com slash ericzain. Goodbye to Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube friends. Now, for the rest of us. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. A lot to get to. Another fantastic day at Wood Radio. Filling in. Um, they're down like two people. The main guy, Steve Kelly, he's out God knows where doing some type of spring break celebration. Brett Bakita, who does the sports, he's out same deal. Uh, third person on that show is Lauren. And so Lauren's running the show, but you'd never know that she doesn't do it regularly because I don't know how she keeps all that shit together because for like four hours, three hours, it's like, no, four hours. Cause we started at five. She it's constant. Like, uh, all right, here's traffic. Boom. And then like you play one minute of a, you play a one minute commercial, then here's weather. And she's, I, I can't keep all that shit together. When I was running a board, this is all it was. You turn on the mic. Uh, like if there's a schematic for wood radio, it's like got traffic. At, and then you have to hit the times traffic at this time. Always uh, sports at 19 and 49 after uh, every hour. You got to hit the times. You, if you don't do it, no one's there. It's like handing the ball off and the running back goes the other way. You can't have it. It's all, it's really crazy. So here she is maestroing all this shit and going to the news guy and I'm doing my dumb sports cast and we're, we're talking it all up. When I ran the show, it wasn't that laundry list of things you had to do. It's like, it should say, turn on, uh, rule one, turn on mic. Two, two, uh, rule two, act like asshole for 20 minutes. Rule three, shut off mic. Wait for commercials to play. Turn mic back on. Be a dick for 30 minutes. That's it. There, it's not rocket scientists, uh, rocket science. It's, it's quite simple. A child could do it. Um, how they do that over there. I don't know. And then still maintain focus to have like conversations. My job's easy. I'm just sitting there or read a stupid sports cast, uh, however many times and shoot the shit about whatever it is we're talking about. So I'm loving that. There's a nice kid named uh kid. He's like in his thirties, uh, Adam, who's a producer. And then, so I was happy because, um, my farts today, um, there was no odor. So I'm like, the last thing I want to do is fart. And then, and it's, it was, just, I think this has happened recently and I never learned the chair is being filled with fart. And by like eight o'clock, I haven't really moved. And then I adjusted in my seat and it pushed out a day's worth of fart all at once. And it's just me and Adam who just came in the room and Lauren. I'm like, oh, this is the big one. This is, this is bad. I mean, it's worse than like dog fart. And I'm sitting there in it and I'm like, 
now this is a weird moment when I just kind of shift my focus from person to person and see who reacts. And all I'm I'm looking for someone to go. Oh, oh, what the? And I'm just like, okay, now what are you going to do when they do that? Now, maybe I should get out in front of it and just say, hey, excuse me, but I just farted. And like, now that's too fucked up. Just going to wait it out. Now, my plan is if Adam, if Adam gets a face full and then, you know, he gets the old scoop and feed and then just goes and then just walks out. That doesn't necessarily mean that Lauren is going to catch it. I paid close attention to the face reactions. And I detected nothing. And I'm like, how? Because if it's this intense, I'm at like the sarcophagus at Chernobyl. The, the Geiger counter, it goes all the way to the right and doesn't even bounce left at all. It's just... So you know... They're, they're, they're in the blast zone. They can't not be. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Nothing. Like What is wrong with these people? <sighs> that was something. Chris says, if Adam smells it, blame it on Schmitty. If she smells it, blame it on Adam. No, I, I didn't want to do that. And that's a good point. My brother Paul says, with that nose, you do smell more than mere humans. And that's true. I, I've walked into room. I mean, I'm not a, like a German shepherd or a bloodhound, but I'm better than a normal human. I've walked into the house and been like, something's wrong. There's some, okay, is there something amiss? And Diana's like, I can't smell anything. I go, well, I have more uh, sensory equipment. Uh, lately, this what i'm about to describe to you i think i've talked about this have you been driving down the road i think i think some of you agreed with me that you'll be driving down the road whether it be just the surface street or the um even the interstate and you know that the person in front of you is smoking pot or has just finished smoking pot because whatever they're blowing into the car is leaving their car and hitting your car and going into your car and it's such a pungent smell i smell that all the damn time Diana's like, no, you don't. I go, no, I do. I really smell pot right now. That guy's got pot in his car. Maureen says, yes. Chris says, yes. Oh, all the time. Now you can't do that. You cannot have pot. You can't be smoking pot in your car, right? I mean, like if you're the driver, you can't be, you, I know you can't be high while you're driving. Can you have someone in the, in the seat next to you smoking pot? Is that allowed? I don't think so. I mean, isn't it the same as booze? Because if you have an open intoxicant in the car, you're not drinking it, but your passenger is, that's that's a problem. You get in trouble for that. Chris says it would be the same as driving around drinking a beer. Well, yeah, but what if you're not drinking it or smoking it, you know? Ryan says, no, I don't think so. You cannot have an open container, so why is weed different? Yeah, probably. I'm guessing that logically that that is what's going on. Um, even Bob says, yeah, since quitting smoking, I can smell someone smoking cigs multiple cars away. I wonder if uh, cops are doing that. 
I'm smelling, I can smell your marijuana. And if, and if, um, if that's not admissible, you know, as a need to my, my idea of verbal trademark was create a sensory, uh, device in the vehicle that says you're in the present. Like there's, they can, it can sense that the guy in front of you has a pot burning in the car. Wouldn't that work? You can market that thing and sell it to police agencies. You know, it's like their way of combating. Because these fucking morons think that because in the state of Michigan, uh, it's legal to smoke pot the same way it's legal for you to drink beer, that they think that they have even more rights than they actually have. You know? And I I think, honestly, that 99.5% of the people who listen to my show uh, are stoned all the time, especially in Michigan. Michigan is the new Denver. My God, daycares. It'll, it'll say like high times daycare. Uh, there's so many sponsorships for pot and gambling in Michigan. It's like the Bally's sports book house of dank daycare center. You walk in and some fucking bookie, who's got a joint in his mouth is taking care of your kids. Jesus. I feel like a unicorn. I don't drink. I don't smoke pot. You might uh, catch me get uh, uh, knocking back an occasional heater, but that's it. And that's like, uh, it'll probably be like five cigarettes a year. Chris says there's no reliable roadside test for weed, so potheads get away with it. Fuck that shit. Make some money on these bastards. By the way, is there, is there a better name for a, uh, a uh, recreational pot facility? Then House of Dank. That's awesome. How the hell did I get on that? I do not recall how we got to that level of discussion. What is the schematic? Can one of you help me? All right, we're 47 minutes into the show and I haven't done shit for uh, actually earning money. So I'm going to do that right now. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, it's very important that you do not skip ahead. I know it's temp- you're tempted to do it. Just listen at like one and a half speed. It's very important that you hear the messages from the sponsors who pay to keep this podcast alive. Because marketing is defined by me as when the message meets the need. So if you miss the message because you're a dick, you're hurting me because it, it it's a missed opportunity for maybe to inspire you to spend some money with these people. If you spend money with them and tell them that you heard it from me, they spend money with me. Uh, before I get to that though, I do want to update you. I'm not for sure on this, but I'm telling you as much as I possibly can that there's a reasonable chance more than a reasonable chance that we'll be doing the podcast at about this time uh, in the future. 
for the long haul because of what I described to you as the possibility, very real possibility, probably more of a radio possibility, uh, possibility than I've had in half a decade of being back on morning drive. And I'd be doing it from right here in this studio. As I described to you before, the first thing I said when I was headhunted, and I was very thankful for that because I don't hear from anybody. I go, one minute into the conversation, I go, I can't go to a studio. I'm not going anywhere. I have to do it from, a, from home. And this person did not blink. And I said, the next thing is, I do a podcast where I say pupukaka all day. You can have, you have nothing to do with that. And you have to understand that. And if you have a problem with me saying poopoo caca, then let's just thank you, but no thank you. I don't have a problem with you doing it at your house. I don't have a problem with you saying poopoo caca. I said, well, now let, let me, let me back up. I'm doing more than saying poopoo caca. I'm telling everybody to fuck off numerous times a day. That's what I'm doing. Nope, no problem. I go, I don't plan on going on your airwaves and discussing it. I'll never breathe a word of it. Don't need to. If they find it, they find it. Don't care. I go, all right, let's open up the discussion. So I want you to start to wrap your mind around this, that that may be where life takes me. Now, this would be very, very good for us here. Okay, it's just, uh, you know, having my hand in many, many things. It's uh, it's I'm telling you, it's a a media version of Moneyball. You can't take the dollars I made with free beer and hot wings and get that anywhere else on one place from one one source. Aha, but you can recreate it in the aggregate is what Brad Pitt said. We got to recreate uh, uh, what, who the fuck did they lose? We got to recreate Giambi and Damon. Scat, uh, Scott Hatterberg. Not Scat. Scott Hatterberg. They went to Scott Hatterberg's house and said, you can't even play catcher, asshole. But he gets on base. He walks a lot. He gets on base a lot. We don't care how he gets on base, just as long as he gets on base. Guys, if you don't, if you don't answer me, I want to point to Pete. You guys get that reference you gotta watch moneyball oh my god it's fucking great i love that movie all right so that's what's what's going on one of the other things i do is i do a patreon bonus podcast each and every day of the work week tonight the ben and eric patreon podcast goes out oh my god i love it i'll see you if you are a member of patreon if you are not getting the invites to join me uh, and you are a member of Patreon. Would you please email me and say, hey, add me to the list. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I try to stay up on it, but I, I miss. And if you're getting that email and you're like, well, I, I don't. Uh, I just canceled my register, my uh, membership. It's OK. Just join. Just have it because you probably haven't experienced it. And that may bring you back. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show is brought to you by the Kent County Health Department. Love those folks. Uh, They've asked me to tell you to spread the word to your loved ones or friends or family members that if their kids have not 
gotten the measles vaccination, mumps, rubella, pertussis, whooping cough, meningitis, cervical vaccine uh, immunization. It's very important that they do though uh, do so. It is a matter of public health. Okay. Their phone number is 616-632-7200. Their website is accesskent.com slash health. Uh, All right. Getting some words that uh, maybe it's frozen sometimes or you're seeing a little frozen. Uh, on the on the live stream, Ryan suggests you try refreshing your browser. If that's the case, oh, I hope not. Meanwhile, before I bring in Kyle for another edition of Let's Kill with Kyle, don't forget about Blue Frost IT for your small or medium sized business. Blue Frost IT can help you every step of the way. When it comes to your technology. Uh, Whether you have issues that need to be repaired or you're going for an entire upgrade for the office, think Blue Frost IT first. Their number is 616-285-50. They can also help you if you got a desktop or a laptop at home that needs some uh, TLC. I uh, had them bring a laptop back to life by replacing the old school hard drive with a solid state hard drive. And that sure did the trick. Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. They also do project work and uh, managed IT service providing work. All right. Um, Let me do one more and then I'm going to bring Kyle in because I don't have time to get into anything new. And I do want to talk about um, the Nashville shooter including the body cam from what went down. That's a, that's a tough watch. There's no question. Uh, if you're triggered by the, any type of that thing, you got the cops roaming through um, clearing rooms with siren going off and, oh boy. And uh, how people like uh, Justin or Puddin, I'll just call him Puddin, over at um, iHeart is... Um, trying to manipulate the narrative and is really pissing me off bad uh, along with Marjorie Taylor Greene and um, again this is all about at war with transgender people that's what this is at war with transgender people this is one of the most ridiculous square peg round hole things I think you're ever going to hear The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. They want your business. And they realize that maybe you have had, uh, you've worked with someone in the past to get a mortgage. Reach out to Mario at 231-332-6505 from anywhere in the country. See how he does. See how that conversation goes. Test him out for your first mortgage, your 10th mortgage, a refi. Uh, Maybe you need a little money out of your home for home improvement or pay off some credit card bills. This is who you call. Uh, I'm not saying sight unseen, you hire him. I'm just saying, give him a call. 
let him talk to you. He's fantastic. You'll love him and his staff. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. All right. Time uh, Time to bring in our pal Kyle for another edition of Let's Kill. Hello, Exane. Hello, Exane. Exane. Hello. Hey, Kyle, it's Eric Zane. Of course, my friend. What's uh what's going on? You're going on, buddy. It's uh it's a good it's it's great to hear your voice. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for well, the. I, mean, uh, I, I don't mean like absolutely it's great for you. No, to be it my is. Voice. It I mean, is. I'm happy to be here. No, absolutely is. And thank you for the well wishes. Uh, you were uh, very. Uh, you said some kind words after the passing of the dog. You know. Yeah, you know that's. Uh, I was actually I was meaning to text you this morning and being like, what's uh, like what's the energy we're going to bring into this? So, you know, if if you if we're going to talk about the dog, I, I didn't want to like answer the phone and be like, hey, it's fucking Zane. Oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I, I already broke it down about the day. You know, I kept it. Uh, I kept it to a point where I didn't just like break down sobbing. Which yeah. you know, I mean, that's. Have you ever had to put a dog down? Yeah, yeah, I've had uh, I've had some some crazy. Yeah, when I was my childhood dog um, Angel, which was like a, like an all white German Shepherd. Yeah, um, she was awesome. I had her since I was like three, and then she, we had to put her down when I was like sixteen. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was that was a tough one. Oh you yeah, know, you're like you're only sixteen, so you, you you can't even understand your emotions at that time. I so. know it. All you want to do is go beat off, and then you got to put a dog down. <laughs> Yeah, so we had to do that. The the other one, which was a traumatic one for me, which was um, the, our second dog that we got after that, um, she just, like, randomly died one time. Uh, I think she was, like, nine or something like that. But just, like, my dad called me because I was in college at that point. He called me and was like, yeah, like, Macy just fucking died last night for no reason. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, uh, you, you described it as she just randomly died one time. Yeah, just the one time. As if, as if she's she's not no no longer dead. And then, oh my God, one time she died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, yeah, that that was that was rough. We're trying to uh, trying to pick up the pieces now, but thank you, I appreciate that, and everybody was so very very kind. You know, you you know how it is. It's kind of one of those things that helps you through the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I saw that. Yeah, a lot of people were commenting on the old facebook post so yeah you, that was that was nice at least it was wonderful and i'm very appreciative okay uh before we get into what you're uh you've got on your mind did you see our boys in honolulu blue sign marvin jones jr they did dude they brought him back it's yes. a cheap deal so a cheap deal is okay he is pretty fucking old i mean and, and well he's as old as me i guess but um, in NFL terms, that's very fucking old. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping, I mean, I'm hoping that works out pretty good. You know what I mean? Well, I yeah. Mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking that he's probably going to be like a mentor for Jamison Williams or whatever. Um, but we'll fucking see, dude. I, I hope it works out well. Well, yeah. So now you've got, um, cause Chark left. That's unfortunate. Um, but you know, you got the big hitter in, uh, Brown, Emma, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Williams is a talent. 
I'm assuming that's going to pan out. And then, you know, that guy, he throw him in the mix and, and whoever else they pick up along the way is, uh, is exceptional. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we're going to be, yeah. Shark is shark, whatever. You know what I mean? Like he, I, I did read that he like just had like another ankle surgery or whatever. So yeah. maybe that's probably why we didn't resign him or whatever. God, but hey, a- you know, no big deal. Maybe he's going to lose his wheels, but, um, yeah, I think we're going to be pretty, we're going to be pretty set at receiver. Cause I mean, Marvin Jones was like the only guy I can think of in recent history that had a four touchdown game with us, you know? Right. Right. I'm going, I may even amend my prediction that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I might even say that they're going to like win all their games, uh, by, and then shut every team out in the process. Like, there, there, there's no one who's going to score on them. That would be wild, dude. Can you imagine just like going from like, like shittery, like shittery for like years, and then just like shut teams out? Like I remember seriously that the one year, what what year was that? 2014, I think, when we our defense was just fucking crazy good. Yeah, like that was like the first time in my life that I had ever experienced that. Right, just like I was just like watching the games, going like, yeah, I'm pretty confident the other team is not going to score. You know what I mean? Right on, right and, on. Of course, last year, like well, the the recent many recent years, like they had pretty shit defense. So, um, I want I want that feeling back because that that's a, yeah. a fun time to watch a game when you're like, yeah, we're gonna win because they're only gonna score 13 points. All right, but if these guys fuck it up, we need to firebomb Ford Field. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. We seriously because it's a, it's a it's a nice arena or whatever, but it actually is kind of old, so. Um, yeah, let's firebomb it. Let's get the old insurance policy going, and let's fucking build another one. As we do this show, my brother Paul is enjoying it, and he's he's never heard your segments, your once a week segments. So, oh, he, Paul, dude, come yeah, on he up. writes. He's not saying it's bad. He just says, "Who is this accent speaking fuck? Whatever." <laughs> He said accent. This is just my regular voice. Paul. Yeah, that's his that regular voice. He's talked like that since he could learn how to speak. You know, I mean, he's like, hey, yo, mom, you know, can I get some fucking Captain Crunch, mom? <laughs> yeah, and just me as like a six, like six years old. Just right. Going, what the, what right. the fuck's going on, mom? Yeah, you. Yeah, that's all you need to know. It's just my pal, Kyle. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. What's on your mind? What uh, what's uh, uh, on the top of your brain as we as we bring you in here? Um, so yeah, one of the things I'm, I'm, well, I don't know if I'm following it. Cause you know me, I don't really like follow, follow, uh, like a lot of, lot of stuff, but like what's going on with fucking, uh, China in the middle East, dude, you've been, you've been reading about that. Well, you mean China and Russia? No, 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 no. The, the, I'm talking about how, uh, China brokered a peace deal, um, between like Iran and Saudi Arabia, I think. And um, now they're like, like they might be in talks to like um, change the like the money that they use to settle the trades from the U.S. dollar to Chinese yen. Is it yen? I don't know. What it yeah, is. I guess it would be the it. yen. So yeah, you you not heard of this? You not well, yeah. I, as you're talking, I'm seeing China just brokered a historic truce between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Uh, the article yes. then talks about can it do it? Can it do Ukraine next? Oh, that'd be freaking wild. But no, yeah, I was, I've, I've been reading up on that. Cause like, yeah, you, I mean, you're not hearing too much about it. Like overall, but it's like, if that, if that were to happen, and I know people are like, how aren't you supposed to be talking about like some funny shit right now? And I'm like, well, 
Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just wild because if that were to happen, I mean, China would be like pretty much aligned with all the oil producing countries. Right. And then if they, if they took off the U S dollar as like the backing, then it's like, we'd be kind of fucked a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe. It's like what are we, are we lose so much value. You know, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what's going on where, as long as no one's, <laughs> as long as no one's trying to kill us. And we can earn enough money to buy some food and some gasoline to go up north. That's all I fucking care about. Some gasoline to go up north. Yes. Baby. Yeah, in the old uh, in the old fucking bruiser, dude. The old fucking. <laughs> Which is funny that you occasion that the one time I was driving that thing up north, and and you you were behind me, didn't know it was me, and you're like, who the fuck is going 55 miles an <laughs> yeah. hour? Eric Zane, I will I will never forget that moment because it, it's just like one of those. It's just like burned in my brain, like just like that moment I passed you, and then like I was like so innocent, like like when I said it out loud, I was just like, that kind of looks like fucking Eric Zane. Dude. <laughs> and, then, and you just called me right afterwards, and it's like just like the like the rush of energy when I was like, it is fucking Eric Zane. Yeah, that's crazy. Just a uh, good moment. Oh man, that is uh, that that is excellent. That is that has always been a funny story. Um, all right, what what else is on your brain besides shithead boring politics? I will tell you this, Eric Zane. This is a big fucking development in um, crack cocaine hooker lady in the parking lot. Okay, now um, let me so let, let, let me let me give a little background uh, where Kyle uh, at uh, dumpster divers. Uh, occasionally, a woman will drive up and just sit in the car. We speculated she's either selling uh, uh, her vagina, or is trafficking women, or is selling drugs. Yes. Yep. So yeah. And, and she always like, just um, if anybody is like wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, she's always just like kind of in like, not always, but she was a bit like in the parking lot, uh, but not in a parking spot, just kind of diagonal, like out in the fucking area, like just wherever she wants to be. Right. So, um, yeah. And, I, and But she's never there for too long. She just like goes there. And then after a while, I'll go back out there and look and she's gone. So anyways, um, I was out there the other day, um, I don't remember what I was doing. Fucking around. Oh, I was fixing uh like the little gas tank connector. Yeah, we yeah we don't care. We don't we don't we don't need that detail. Okay. Yeah. So I look over there and I see the fucking truck over there and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna walk over there and like like not like I didn't have a plan. Like I wasn't gonna really say anything. I was like, I'm just gonna start walking towards her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I I start cascading across the parking lot and um I'm getting like closer to her whatever and then I. But the windows are like kind of tinted on like the backside, but I just saw her head kind of like whip around at no. me. And then she fucking ripped out of there, dude. Oh, like, not, not like tire squealing, but like with some zest. Oh man, yeah. That and so uh, again, adding uh, further proof that she's up to no good. Up to no good behind the old uh, Dollar General, dude. Oh my god! And she's seen you before, so she's like, God, I hope that lanky fucker doesn't come around the corner. And there you are. And there I am, dude. Exactly. And it, um, yeah, it kind of blew my mind because I was like, you know, if I go, I, I, like I said, I didn't have a plan. So, like, if I went up there, I, I didn't really know what I was going to say. But that's the shit you do sometimes. So I just walked, and she, she was like, I, I don't want any visitors. And so there's something definitely shady going on. Yeah, and maybe in the summer, if that window's rolled down, you can uh, uh, bust out a, hey, what are you doing, or why are you here? I mean, just keep it simple. Just ask, ask her straight up, what are you doing? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll sneak up. I'm gonna sneak up so she can't see me, and then I'm gonna Jean Claude Van Damme roundhouse her window and just shatter it. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. When we last left you, uh, when we last spoke, was there something going on with you taking a trip or something? What the fuck was going on? What, what am I forgetting here? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, what did we, what did we focus on? Shit. I mean, that was a week ago. Yeah. I I thought, um, I thought it was something with blue, something to do with blue. Didn't you have a story about blue or something like that? I don't know. I should have just, I should have just listened ahead of time. Anyway, I should have gone back and reviewed it. Um, okay. Well, uh, what else do you got for me, Kyle? Um, you know, Arizane, I fucking had this topic. I'm not, like now I'm trying to remember it. I should have written it down, but we were just doing like a meeting with, uh, we might like switch insurances. So like I was just like in an insurance meeting where like your brain just becomes mush because you're like talking about insurance terms and right. stuff. And now I fucking can't remember what it was. And it's, it's driving me crazy. Oh shit. Well, we're obviously screeching to a halt here. Uh, we're, yes. I know it fucking sucks. No the, the insurance, the insurance game screwed me this yep. week. Hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It takes <laughs> a lot of your time. It's hard to run a business. It's hard to run a business. Um, all right. Well, baseball starts today. Are you in any way interested in that? No, never, never a big baseball guy. I'll fucking tell you that. Um, and the reason for that is because I played baseball for one year when I was like eight or something. Yeah. Um, but my dad's not a baseball guy, so he didn't know anything about it. And I didn't know anything about it. And, um, it turns out I was batting left-handed the whole time, even oh, though I'm right-handed. Jesus. So it fucking was not very fun. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I never really got, uh, into it. Um, although I do want, to, I will say this, Eric, saying I do want to join like one of those like adult softball leagues where you're like not really like trying too hard, but like no, you kind of no. a little bit. Yeah, you just hit it and then you stop halfway to first and go get a beer. You know, yeah, it's not something like that. You know what I mean? Maybe a little, um, maybe a little. I do uh, enjoy like playing like shortstop. You know what I mean? Where like a lot of the action is, and you can like whip these balls over to, to first base. Sure. So, I mean, I get it or whatever, but yeah, I've never, you would never see me like sit down and watch a whole baseball game. That's pretty damn sure. Maybe a little, uh, uh, dugout finger bang, uh, you know, something like that. <laughs> dugout finger bang. That sounds like a good alternative rock. Band yeah. It's the latest say. from dugout finger bang. <laughs> that, um, if, if, if we ever start a band, which we never will, but we did talk about it one time, like a year and a half ago. Right. That's what it's called for sure. There, uh, there's a pitch clock. Now, what that means is the pitcher gets the ball, and then he's got 15 seconds to pitch it again, or they, like, you know, stab him or some shit. Uh, or, you know, the uh, batter is awarded a ball. So that's to make the game faster. And This is new? This yeah. Is new this is the first year that they – and then also the bases are bigger by, like, three inches. I guess that's supposed to favor the runner more. And then they can't oh, do this scoring. thing. Yes, they can't do a thing called the shift. Are you aware? The shift is when, like, let's say you get some dude who only hits it to the right field, to right field or left field. They'll put all the players on, on the to the left, so you get oh, like yeah. the fucking right fielder is you know uh, in left field. It's fucking crazy. You can't do that shit anymore. They're doing, the, oh man, MLB, that's dumb. And I'll tell you why, because the NBA made a bunch of rule changes to make them more scoring. And now everybody hates the NBA. So like, I feel like somebody in the board meeting should have brought that up. You know what I mean? Nah, not me, man. I'm like, they should change the rules every game. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, fuck every inning. Now, this inning, you got to run the bases opposite direction. 
Uh, uh, th- this inning, only black guys. Uh, this inning, uh, you have to throw at the batter's head. Uh, these are all things that they should do. Hell yeah. Just be like, yeah, hey, it's a, it's a Tuesday game. Pitchers allowed to have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, hey, man, Eric I appreciate Dave, you. I will tell you this. I, ju- I, I just remember what I was going to tell you about. Eric oh, okay. Dave. Fucking, and maybe you saw this. I don't know if you did see it, but the Chibian Show is coming back. I did see the Chibian Show, which is your podcast. You made some announcement on Facebook that you're getting ready to go. Yep. Coming back on May 28th, baby, because that's the first really real weekend that we had some fucking availability. Um <laughs> So, you know, being a parent and whatnot. But, um, so yeah, coming back May 20th, and we shot like a relatively hilarious little uh, video to, 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 to announce that. Wow. Very cool. I like it. All right. Well, I will keep uh, an eye out for that. Okay, buddy. All right. That sounds good. Kyle, you're the man. And, uh, I always, always, I appreciate you, uh, calling in or being part of the show. Okay. I would say that we officially slayed some puss today. We did slay puss. Well done. <laughs> All right. Okay, buddy. All right. There you go. Deuces. Uh, that is uh, my pal Kyle. We've become tight, great friends. He runs the company Dumpster Divers. It was a spo- He was a sponsor on the show for quite some time and uh, would join me from time to time. Uh, and so that that continues. Uh, hang on a second. Diana says, do you have anything going on tonight? So I wrote podcast with Ben. Why? But I think that I should back off of that and say, because she's super upset. What were you thinking? Okay. Listen to this. What were you thinking? Question mark. If you wanted to do something, comma, that's fine. Period. If not, comma, I would podcast with Ben, but if you want to do something, comma, we can always do that next week. You see, I don't want it to be like, oh, it's been a bad week, so let's go out and just boogie. Let's go out and get a bite to eat, maybe some sushi or something. And if I say, yeah, no, fuck you, I'm podcasting. That might be kind of fucked up. Like I could could possibly get away with that if it were any other week, but you know, I'm thinking I'm looking down the road, big picture. She's probably going to want to do something with me. Uh, I already started laying the groundwork for uh, a dog. Now, honestly, Four dogs is a tremendous undertaking. And I am not in any way happy that we are down a dog. But it probably wouldn't make much sense to go and uh, load up on more dog. I apologize if you're getting a frozen feed. Um, Just keep refreshing, I guess. I don't know what the... What the fuck? But um, the idea of another dog. Probably, I should probably uh, not. 
But I still started looking at uh, dogs over at Harbor Humane. And so, but if that were to happen, I said, we should adopt a dog. And I was met with great resistance. First, the words were, uh, we don't want a dog right now. We don't want another dog. And if we get another dog, we're getting an English bulldog. I'm like, and when I go, uh, well, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to do that. No, we are. And in fact, why don't we just get uh, rescue it from the, uh, so-and-so bulldog rescue. And I'm like, you know, these dogs have a very short lifespan. I don't want to bring in a eight year old bulldog. That's someone else. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a good decision. Well, Diana updates. She says, no, that's fine to podcast. I didn't know if you were scheduled at Bosco's or tonight. I have my tattoo appointment at four. Not sure how long it will take. I didn't know. Getting another tattoo. The woman's got so much ink. It's unbelievable. You know what might have something to do with the problem? What it is. It's uh, I, I've been trying to upload something to Dropbox while the show's going on, and that might have something to do with the issue. But God knows. All right. Nashville body cam footage from this horrible incident. Audio check. And. Hmm. Now, wait a minute here. Aha. Sorry. Video check. I'm telling you, it's not me. You guys are like, what the hell's wrong with your internet? I can do an internet test right now as we speak. It might be me. Yeah, normally I have like five to 700 uh, megabits per second. Right now I'm sitting at 27 megabits per, se- uh, per second. It's a Comcast issue. Didn't one of you say that earlier? Uh, Ryan says Comcast has been down for me for days. Trucks everywhere. They don't give notice either. They just say they're working to improve their network. So there you go. I think that's what the problem is. All right. Here we go. With that newly released body cam. This is hard to watch. And we are making the decision tonight to show it in its near entirety. To show you, the viewers at home, what those officers saw firsthand when they entered that elementary school, the visceral and difficult reality of entering an active shooter situation, and the officers who responded with swift and courageous action. It's going to be the first floor of the lobby of what? I'm making it on the front side. 10-23, Monday morning. The moment he arrives on scene, Metro Nashville police officer Rex Engelbert reaches right for his long gun. These frantic moments captured by body-worn cameras. Police releasing the footage from the Nashville school shooting today. Kids are all locked down, but we have 
two kids that we don't know where they are. Okay. Okay? This woman directing officers inside the convent school. Yes. Into my window, so they're upstairs. What happens next unfolds in less than three minutes. Let's go. I need three. One more. One more. Let's go. Without hesitation, officers rushing into the school. Metro police. Some not even taking the time to put on ballistic helmets. On me, on me. Dude there with beard looks like he just got out of Denny's. He's like jeans and, you know, just has a shotgun. Officer Engelbert clears the first floor. There you go, second floor. Officer Michael Colosso leads a group up the stairs. No locked door. Where do they go in? But that door is locked. They'll have to find another way back on the first floor. Somebody hold there. Engelbert and team work to clear the main entrance as Colosso finds an unlocked door and pushes his team upstairs. Keep pushing. That dude in the khakis. He looks like the fucking fat dude who gets kicked out of Comic-Con for pounding his pud to the fucking Mighty Morphin Power Rangers cast. As officers sprint past student artwork and photos... Shots fired, shots fired, shots fired, move! You can hear shots echo through the hallways. Right, right, right! Armed with his long gun. Push it LPVO. Push it LPVO. Go right. Officer Engelbert rushes into the line of fire and then. Okay, now it's backlit. It's hard to see, but this little lounge area, area, the shooter's right behind that chair and they shoot the fuck out of his, her, whatever she is. I think it's born a, wait a minute, born a chick trying to become a dude or identifies as a dude. They shoot the fuck out of his LPBO. face. Push it LPBF, go right. Officer Engelbert rushes into the line of fire and then. Watch this. So four shots in the dude's face. And then for good measure, four more. Three minutes after the officers first entered the school, it's all over. The shooter. They should have kept shooting. You know that you ever see that movie uh um uh, what's the one? Inglorious Bastards when they shot Hitler so many times it didn't even look like a face. They should do that and then throw the fucker out the window. 28-year-old Audrey Hale killed by police. Fuck. Now. The world needs to understand from me in my own little neck of the woods. The person's gender had nothing to do with this incident. It may have been perhaps that the person felt like, um, no, because no one knows the motive. All we know is that this person was born a chick and was trying to become, was identifying as a man. That's all. Use his, her, and then sometimes you see uh, 
girl in, in face, but dude haircut, dude clothes. It's all we know. Um, and had been planning this. But nowhere in any of this was there the idea that um, this was a person ch- uh, changing gender and shooting up the school because of something involved with that. I guess it could be. Um, who knows? It's not really part of the discussion, or at least it shouldn't be, because we're still trying to piece together the evidence as to what happened. But that didn't stop uh, people that, well, that dude Pudding, uh, he went on the air after we got done Tuesday, and he starts a show with a lot of this, hey, I'm talking about the news stories you won't hear anywhere else. They're the truth, and everyone's afraid to talk about it. That's his big thing. Um, and I was like, huh, what's going on? And so he, uh, he focused on two particular things. And I was like, boy, where, where did he get this? Where did he get this? And he was focusing and these puzzle pieces added up, uh, fit together as the day days wore on. They sandwiched the death of the dog. So like for a minute I was out of the game and then I was back in the game. Um, he starts peddling an idea um, that this is a uh, trans terrorist because it just so happens that in the transgender community, April 1st is something that they poorly named the Trans Day of Vengeance. So this couldn't line up more perfectly for the bigoted points of view like this and people that he uh, pays attention to. You take that day and this incident and you weave them together and you go, see, see what's going on, um, which is fucked. And he's presenting it as fact. So I'm listening to that and I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then he suggests that he floats it out there in this kind of really weak ass way that um, the person doing the shooting, born a girl, identifies as a boy, um, the chemicals that that person would then take would cause like a, if it were a, a woman becoming a boy or a, yeah, a woman becoming a, a guy taking testosterone uh, would, would make them crazy and rage out and then go shoot up a school. And it's like, you are suggesting all of these things like they're real and you don't have any information about any of this shit. You have no idea if this person who was trying to, who shot up the school, was putting fucking anything into their body. 
you don't you just don't know and to suggest that the trans day of uh vengeance is anything more than just a protest in dc is fucking nuts Again, if you're having an issue with the stream, I apologize. It'll correct itself probably sometime tomorrow. You'll have to go back and listen or download the audio podcast. So I was wondering, where is this piece of shit getting his information from? So I'm like, hmm. Then... It makes sense when I see this story. Marjorie Taylor Greene's Twitter account suspended over Trans Day of Vengeance post. Um, The company did a platform-wide crackdown on posts referencing that. Because stupid people like her and pudding are taking the trans day of vengeance and suggesting that there's a connection to this shooting. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there's not. Now I might end up looking like a jackass, but I don't think I will. I don't think, and all he has to say and all she has to say is, yeah, it's cause the mainstream's covering it up. Covering it up. I'm not afraid to tell the truth, even if it's a fucking lie. It's all that bullshit. Fucking moron. Uh, the far right lawmaker shared a screenshot from her personal Twitter account, and then she got uh, nicked. And um, because of that, she's pissed off, and she's like, restore my account in the wake of that shooting which by the way pudding started his show yesterday as uh the trans shooting in nashville he's actually going out of his way to discuss the gender to describe the incident now if that isn't hey i'm using this to push a bigoted agenda i don't know what the fuck is this is a guy I see, I've see. i seen every day this week. In the wake of a transgender shooter targeting a Christian school and murdering kids, every American should know the threat of Antifa-driven trans terrorism. Twitter should not whitewash the incident of politically motivated violence. That's what this crazy sick bitch that looks like Ozzy Osbourne says. Um... Let's see. She also, which is, okay, she's talking about Trans Day of Vengeance. So, uh, gee, I wonder where our old pal Pudding got that from. And then she said, how many, how much hormones, how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville school shooter taking? Green asked. Everyone can stop blaming guns now, the lawmaker added. 
Well, I agree with that. They should stop blaming guns. I'm with you on that part. Uh, on that part, you crazy sick bitch. But in my opinion, it's easy to see where a gutless twat like Pudding would uh, focus his bullshit on something like this. Don't even try to convince me or anyone else or yourself that you made that up on your own. Unbelievable. Holy shit. Today he walks in and, uh, morning again. And I just, I'm having a conversation with someone and, and no one answers back. I'm like, get, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I am getting the fuck out of here. <sighs> shit. Part of me's like, I hope he fucking hears this. Cause I'll just tell him straight up. Look, dude, no, I don't want, I don't, don't just don't say anything to me. Don't talk to me. Mike, what are you, what are they going to do? Fire me. It's a $12 an hour job. Like I give a fuck. Jesus. Uh, Ryan says, why doesn't cancel culture catch up with people like pudding? And I, I have a theory about that. He's not big enough. He does a 40 minute show. He's on for 40 minutes. Uh, who cut the cheese says you could go, you should go in his studio and fart before he <laughs> like fart on the mic. Linda says, I wish you could punch that guy in the face. And uh, he, uh, if you listen to him, and I hope you don't, but if you do, he's working super hard to actually sound like Rush Limbaugh. But he makes Limbaugh look liberal. He's that fucked up. And he tries to be sneaky about it and says, like, I, I just find it interesting that whenever anyone says, I find it interesting that, and then says whatever bullshit they're going to say, it's because they come just short of saying, this is what I think is happening. It's such a crock of shit. The, um, yeah, 40 minute chill. That's it. He's completely brainwashed. Either he's completely brainwashed or he's just doing it to the brainwashed audience because he knows that you can get in this really red part of Michigan uh, people to believe what the fuck you're saying. He's actually, I, I don't get how, it, how he doesn't get canceled. To actually peddle lies on the public airwaves like that is fucking insane. It's one thing if you're on a fucking podcast where people actually seek you out and they all think alike, do a fucking podcast. Jesus, fuck. It makes me sad that the hardworking people that actually uh, work at the radio station for a living have to uh, be lumped in with that shit. Oh, my God. I want to call into his show. We could do it like this where you remember I was telling you about um, 
the radio gig? Well, it has nothing to do with this company that I'm with right now. But I think it would be great if when I regularly would be getting done at 9 a.m. and this fucking moron starting, then we can call him while I'm doing the podcast. Hey, I'd like to get on. And just bust him. Just lay his fat ass out. Oh, my God. All right. So that's about all I got on that. This was not a trans attack. This is a psychopath who's fucked up, who decided to do crazy shit to people. Leave it at that. Uh, A little bit more about the case. Police raided the home of uh, where this person lived. And um, the cop, the parents said um, they thought their adult child had one gun at one time that they believe was sold. I didn't want to say about what the gender is because uh, born a chick, had a chick's name, had he, him pronouns and dressed like a dude, but that's about all I know from pictures. I don't know anything else. Her parents felt she could not own weapons. Yeah, they got to pick one too because I've heard them describe it as a he and a she and and that's what that does is that uh, hits the rabbit ears of fuck faces like pudding. Her parents felt she could not own weapons. They were under the impression that she sold the one weapon that she did not own anymore. Uh, as it turns out, she had been hiding several weapons. Mom had posted about the need to keep guns out of schools on social media and was a devout Christian, according to neighbors. Looks like a pretty normal home. Uh, Cops also received a manifesto written by Hale at her home. We need to see that. We need to read that. As well as detailed maps of the Covenant School where the shooter was once a student. Now, I'll tell you what. If that manifesto comes out, and if it says, I want Christian kids dead, Because I feel as a transgender person, I need to commit terrorist acts. And this is a trans day of vengeance. I will say, I am so sorry to Marjorie Taylor Greene. And if she then follows it up with, if it wasn't for the testosterone in my body, I probably wouldn't have done. If she says all of these things that these fucking assholes say, I'll be the first one to say I was wrong and they were right. I will take that L. Neighbors told the post that they broke down the home's front door at before the raid and used flash grenades to storm the residence. Boy, if you live there, your mom and dad, you're like, oh, we know they're coming. I'd be, I'd have the door open and I'd be uh, waving a white flag in a lawn chair on the front lawn when they showed up. Cops have not announced a motive in the mass shooting. That's all we need to know. Cops have not announced a motive in the mass shooting. Still, that fat fuck 
and Marjorie Taylor Greene are saying that they got it all figured out. Trans Day of Vengeance. This all adds up. Oh, my God. Testosterone coursing through their veins. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. And then Justin's always like, this is the news that they won't tell you about. No one's talking about it. Yeah, because it doesn't exist. You fucking moron. Asked whether Hale being transgender may have been in a been a factor. Drake said it was under investigation. Don't know. It's unclear whether Hale identified as a man or a woman. Cops referred to her using female pronouns, though she used male pronoun pronouns and the name Aiden um, on some social media accounts. You know what? And even if this was a transgender person who wanted a transgender day of vengeance and said, I'm fighting for all transgender people. That still does not mean you declare war on an entire group of people. You do not paint with that broad stroke. That's as bad as saying, if it's a black guy, like the guy who shot up Michigan state, he was black. That's the same as saying, Oh yeah, it's a black. So fuck him. It's, it's all black people. It's, it's no different whatsoever, but these fucking morons, they get their judgment clouded by the idea of they can further their narrative by taking all of these different things from the ether and making them all into a storyline and then spewing them out to you. Hey, look what I just fabricated. It's time for me to hear the accolades from my dumb fuck uh, MAGA friends who love this shit. That's what you get. And that's fucking dangerous rhetoric. That is bullshit. Wow. Linda says, spread as much hate as he can in 40 minutes or less, without a doubt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's always a great time to be able to spend a moment to talk about the one and only Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you have any issues with your furnace, your air conditioner, call up Joe Martinez. We're getting set uh, to be closer to that point of the year where we turn on the AC. For God's sake, do yourself a favor and get a tune-up from A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Do it today. Don't just turn the thing on. It's probably a squirrel's nest in there. And then kablooey. If you have a business and you want to get the word out about your business, reach out to me, Eric Zane. I can do it for you and put you in front of, on average, 100,000 people a month that listen to just my audio podcast. That's no bullshit on the numbers either. 616, pardon me, reach, I don't know why I'm giving you a phone number. I'm not giving you my phone number. Uh, reach out, eric at ericzaneshow.com if you want to find out how it works. Uh, thank you to Tag Accounting. I just was given the okay that I'll be talking about Tag Accounting until April 9. Yeah, wait. April 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. April 8. April 8 or April 9. 
to encourage you to get your taxes done. If you've been putting it off and putting it off, there is hope for you. Quit worrying about it and just call this number. Give the dude a hundred bucks, whatever the fuck it's going to cost to get your return done. Sometimes less, sometimes more. Depends on your return. And get that shit done. You've got uh, 19 days. Tag accounting. It doesn't matter where you are in the listening audience, anywhere in the U.S. Get your taxes done by Troy Ginzer, the tax hobbit. 616-301-9516. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. E.R. Vines. That's E.R. Vines. If you need your vehicle repaired and you are in the West Michigan area, early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, free loaner cars if you need them, experts on all types of cars, makes and models, EVs, hybrid, you name it. But the only thing they won't touch is a Volkswagen. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Okay? They are so awesome. I appreciate them so much. On the Patreon. Oh, boy. Um, I got some terrible stories. First off, an 18-year-old, maybe 17, who to her 50,000 TikTok followers said, if I'm such a bad driver... Why have I never hit a person or destroyed any property or another car? Huh? Now, I've had that discussion with my kids. When Jacqueline is fucking drafting the car in front of her, like, you know, Dale Earnhardt, With one inch of space between the front of her car and the bumper, the rear bumper of the car in front of her. And I'm like, you're too close. Shut up. You don't know. Remember, you don't know anything. You're a parent. Uh, Madison, there's a pedestrian on the right hand side. You got to get over in the left. Oh, you don't know. There's a car coming in the left. I go, I know. It's got to be person. You going one way and car going the other way, the way it's timed out. So you must slow down when that car passes you. Then you get over in the lane that that car passed you in to avoid the pedestrian. Shut up! You don't know. You're stressing me out. If I gotten in an accident... You've gotten in an accident. It's fucking horrible. That's what this kid said to her 50,000 TikTok followers. Wait till you hear the rest of this damn story. It's unbelievable. And by the way, what's a little 17-year-old fucking kid doing with 50,000 followers on TikTok? I would be happy if 40 people watch this fucking show. I may not be Joe Rogan, but I, I'm damn well sure I can tell a story better than that fucking kid. 
fucking pisses me right off. I also have to tell you about this horrible woman who looks like McDonald's character Grimace um, having sex with this fucking 13-year-old. It's bad. Holy crap. Just part of what we'll talk about on today's Patreon bonus podcast. Uh, yesterday's asshole of the day was uh, the Georgia asshole hazing bros. Today's asshole of the day is pudding. I didn't like you when you were on SNX, and I don't like you now. It's brought to you by TC Paintball. So quit fucking saying hi to me. There you go, folks. That is going to do it. Thank you so much for being here. It's our first show. Post Daisy May, her eternal soul rest in peace. As we say hi to new person, Grim Reefer underscore NZ. I love that. Are you actually in the beautiful land of New Zealand? Is that where you're getting this material from? I need to know that. If that's the case, people from foreign lands go to the top of the heap. Okay? You're extra special. Because Yanks like us, you get somebody with an accent from New Zealand, Australia, England, France, Italy... Middle East, tip top of the heat. Thank you so much. Please follow the page Grim Reefer NZ. Thank you, folks. Have a good one. I will talk to you down the road. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.